Hello, welcome to the Rotten Horror Picture Show, the horror movie podcast where we talk about films off the Rotten Tomatoes 200 Best Horror Films of All Time list. My name is Clay, and with me as always is Amanda. Amanda, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm in my uh, my knit hat, and I'm ready to do business. Excellent, excellent. It's wintertime, it's Christmas time, yes. and we are headed to Finland. Boo. For Boo? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on that, boo? I mean, not particularly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are doing Rare Exports, which is number 118 on our list. It's from 2010. It has a 90% Rotten Tomato score with a 70% audience score. Uh, had you seen this before? No, I, I was completely ignorant of this one. Yeah, this was one for me... Um, I had been aware of for a long time. I remember this getting a lot of buzz when it came out, hmm. uh, and it was always somewhere on my list, but I just never really got around to it. Yeah. Um, I had seen the Santa Claus graphic from the from the shipping crate at the end. Oh, yeah. I had yeah. seen that around a lot at the time. Yeah. Um, I thought I knew what this was about. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I was wrong, mostly. (laughs) I don't know. I think I was getting this mixed up with... There was another movie, I think, that came out relatively around the same time called Monsters, I think. Okay. Which was a a sort of a low-budget movie about uh, monsters, I guess. Appropriate. And uh, I guess I I thought... um, I guess I was was kind of right, because what I thought this movie was about was... Like uh, people who hunted Santa Clauses from the oh. uh, from like the place where they or- originated from, and they were like aliens or something. Yeah, pr- so, protecting the world from Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Um, ki- not not quite what the movie is, but yeah, but I, that, that, that's like a reasonable jump to make based off of the promo material. Yeah, yeah, yeah ballpark anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, well, why don't we get into it? We'll take a quick break. We'll play the trailer and then we will talk about what Rare Exports is actually about. It's the most magical time of the year. When traditions are honored. And the youngest among us still believe in the spirit of the season. We found something else than just plain rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant icebox. For storing what? Drill deeper. Bear the dynamite. You have grain to rob. We have Santa Claus. Selitä sille, että... Meillä on täällä pukki myytävänä. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he doesn't give up. Okay, Rare Exports from 2010. <laughs> I would like to apologize in advance for my reading of these names, oh. <laughs> especially to our uh, Patreon subscriber or, yeah, Yarpy, who I believe is Finnish. 
Uh, we both apologize in advance. In advance. <laughs> uh, directed by Yalmari Hellander, written by Yalmari Hellander, Yuso Hellander, and Petri Yokikranta. Uh, starring Yorma Tomila and Ani Tomila, who uh, actually the main, the two are main characters are actually father and son in real Aww, life, which is fun. That's cool. Uh, Peter Jacoby, Tommy Coppolar, Auno Jovanen, and lots of butts and penises. <laughs> Amanda, what happens in Rare Exports? A young boy named Pietari and his friend Yuso think a secret mountain drilling project near their home in northern Finland has uncovered the tomb of Santa Claus. However, this monstrous evil Santa, much unlike the cheery Saint Nick of legend. When Pietari's father captures a feral old man in his wolf trap, the man may hold the key to why reindeer are being slaughtered and children are disappearing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's like a fairly decent summary. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Clay, some things you'll find in this movie include mm-hmm. butt armor. Yeah. I don't know why. Did, was Tape this to your butt, Clay. Yeah. <laughs> why did he specifically need butt armor? I, you're, it's a vulnerable point on the human body. I suppose. I guess it's not the first thing you think of, which is, right. I guess, why you got to make sure that people don't forget it. Sure. <laughs> Uh, you'll also find the most disgusting roast I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know what that thing was. That was gross. I don't know. He cooked it clearly uh, too long. I, I I agree with the fact that he annihilated it in his oven. Like mm-hmm. that thing, that thing should have been reduced to ash. That was not fit for human consumption. Yes. Uh, armed children, but otherwise pretty okay parenting. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, um, not bad for the most part. Right, like like nothing. Nothing overtly terrible. Didn't want his son seeing him attempt to dispose of a human body. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Tried to keep him away from the, the explosions and the mountains and the, the wolf pit. Yeah. But, you know, do what you can. Yeah. Uh, awful or possibly amazing hair? Yeah, there was some interesting haircuts in this movie. There was more than one mullet, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Well, I think not to... Not to... Uh, uh, not to What's the word I'm looking for here? For here? Uh, I guess not to be cliche, but maybe it has something to do with the next thing you're going to point out, I assume. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not the next thing I'm going to Okay, well, out, another but... thing you're going to point out. <laughs> because the next thing I'm going to point out that this is a uh, trash from Return of the Living Dead's actual nightmare. Yes, yes. Yeah. The climax of this movie is trash's literal nightmare. Yes, from yeah, Return actually of the Living Dead. <laughs> Uh, but I have an additional feature for this specific movie, Clay, and it's mm-hmm. things you won't find in this movie. Mm-hmm. Things you won't find in this movie include women. Not a single you woman. You will not find any women, girls, female-looking persons. Nope. No women. I'm going to assume all those reindeer that got killed were all males. Uh, they all looked like they had antlers. Yeah. I don't know if female reindeer have antlers, but if they're similar to standard North American deer, then... Yeah, those were all male reindeer. It's strange because you get a movie like John Carpenter's The Thing, which doesn't hmm. have any women in it, but there's like five people in that movie. And there's no children. There's no children in it. Right. It's... This one has, <laughs> apparently this village is made up entirely of disgruntled single fathers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, the thing this movie taught me is that men in Finland can reproduce without women. Given their attitudes... I'm just going to say it doesn't surprise me that they, you know, don't have any relationships going on. <laughs> I get the vibe that the main the main character, um, like his mom maybe died or something. Yes. Because they seem very melancholy. Maybe in Finland, mm. instead of like, you know how they have like over 55 communities? <laughs> Do they have communities for widowed husbands? Oh, yeah. Hunters? It's like your, your wife died. You have to go live in the woods now? Yeah. Or is it like, instead of normal childbirth, is this kid like a chestburster? That's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Well, speaking of <laughs> Finland in the winter, <clears throat> let me set the stage for you here. Winter in Finland can certainly be a gloomy time full of storms and mists. These Ooh. often extreme conditions have weathered the landscape, leaving behind curiously shaped stones, odd mounds, and clumps of wind bowed trees. The sort of places in which strange creatures might hide away. And as the days grow darker and the snow falls, some of these beings might emerge from their lairs and into the general world. Such is the basis of Finnish folklore. 
Now, I can probably get, I'm going to get into maybe why there mm. might not be any women in this movie. Oh. Um, <clears throat> for many of the early Norse, Finland was a land of mystery and awe. Blanketed by thick, dark forests and boasting many odd geological features, it often suggested something sinister and magical to its Scandinavian neighbors. Norwegians and Danes especially considered its people strange and sorcerous. Outside of Iceland, some of the so-called black schools which taught sorcery were supposedly based in Finland. Here's the important part. Mm. Finnish women were frequently considered to be powerful witches. They were considered by the Norwegians to be extremely proficient in the art of mundklem, which is the stopping of the breath, which could be used to kill somebody, even over a great distance. This is amazing. Now you wish you were a Finnish woman. I know. Teach me. (laughs) It's not surprising that in the popular mind, Finland was also the home of terrible beings and monsters, many of whom meant mankind harm and and who usually made an appearance when the days and nights were dark and gloomy. Many of them, too. Many of them too were associated with the landscape itself. That was from cool. uh, "Spirits of the Season: Portraits of the Winter Otherworld" by Bob Curran and Andy uh, Pacharek, which is a book that I have that's full of uh, all different sorts of winter monsters. That's an awesome book. Now I can use it as a write-off. Anyway, Yay. <clears throat> um, but I guess I guess the uh, the way I'll shoehorn that into relevance is that um, <laughs> this is a uh, the the creature at the center of this. Mm-hmm. is kind of the turn that we get in the movie is is that this is not well it's santa but not the way we it's more krampus than anything else. it's more of a yeah. krampus figure yeah i mean i guess if you're using krampus as like this sort of shorthand of just a santa who's mean well <laughs> i can turn to the krampus section you can of this book if you want this the rest of this podcast episode is just going to be clay reading from this this excellent book yeah i could uh it's uh it's, it's a truly monstrous creature half man and half goat sporting long and curling horns and extremely ugly i can't say mm-hmm. how ugly this creature was in the movie because we don't see his face uh, but gotcha i thought large curling horns yep krampus i thought you were talking about um the old man oh no no that's those are more Santa-esque. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because th- this, the setup of the movie is the two little boys are sneaking into the mining operation. Mm-hmm. They hear some stuff that they shouldn't. They don't tell any of the adults. And then on Christmas, a creepy old man appears. And the assumption becomes that he is like an evil version of Santa. Yes. Until later on when they find out that he is not, mm-hmm. he is an elf. Right. That the giant creature with giant horns is Santa. Yes. Yes. That's the twist. Yeah, it's um it's an interesting movie. It's uh you know, I um I am a huge fan of uh Christmas monsters. Mm-hmm. I think we probably talked about this last year or the year before when we when we did our Christmas horror movie. Yes. But I I love Christmas horror movies. Mm-hmm. I love the tradition of different Yuletide monsters and creatures, especially from Europe. Well, I mean, especially Americans know that shit. (laughs) Uh, Because we just steal things from everybody else. Um, But yeah, I've I've always loved that stuff. So the idea of this movie, I really like. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. No, conceptually, this is a great... I mean, the setting, like... like, Here was my, my thing with this movie is everything on paper sounds right. Yeah. But then the actual execution left me feeling a little let down. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's missing from it, but my takeaway at the end of it was that was fun, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it would have been a better short. Mm. I I think the problem might be there's there's too much for a short, but not maybe not enough for a full movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I think that's one way of. That's definitely one way of looking at it. I was I was talking to Greg earlier, um, and he kind of I'd been thinking about this, and then he kind of reaffirmed for me what I was thinking, which was like this movie feels like it's two steps away from being a kids movie, or like sure. a, like a movie more targeted at kids, where it can be like scary yeah. but also exciting and like a kid hero. Like mm-hmm. like this this feels almost like Krampus Home Alone. Sure. Tonally, not yeah. not action wise. Which but like, have you seen the Krampus movie? No. 
We should watch that. Well, we're out of Christmas movies on the list, so we should watch Krampus <laughs> next year. But next Kramp- year. Krampus Home Alone is Krampus. Sort of the yeah. movie Krampus, yeah. But do you know what I like? Like, and I, I realized that that I think he's he's right that like this movie kind of walked in a weird line in between like being almost kid friendly and then being yeah. slightly too dark for that, but not dark enough to be really more of a adult horror movie yeah it's it, it occupies a weird space because it's, it's kind of a space you don't really get much anymore which yeah. is kind of the gremlin space yes where yeah gremlins uh yes that's a perfect example where I, it's like not actually kid friendly but like you right. might watch it when you're a kid and be fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> or Gre- grow up to be us gremlins in the mind is a lot <laughs> smoother or is has the edges sanded off a lot more than gremlins actually does because the gre- right. gremlins is actually pretty intense and kind of violent and scary right um but it's but, like almost like if you're young enough when you first see it you can sort of be oblivious enough to not notice some of it yes yeah yeah um but this one i think you're right i think this kind of occupies the same space the only I think I think maybe uh, the old man nudity might take away from it being a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah. Greg was like, all you needed to do was give all those old men loincloths and this would have been fine. Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, yeah, um, more or less. But yeah, it, it does have that kind of like uh, the, the kind of disconnected sort of don't worry about it plot that a lot of movies aimed yeah. at kids kind of have like where I don't really know what the evil mining corporation is looking for outside of with their indiana Sa- jones like, yeah, style what, what is their villain? plan once they get the santa monster yeah why do they that was one of my questions where i was like why do they want this creature like do they I mean think who wouldn't like, <laughs> i mean i don't want it alive right like you i can't control that thing i can't even control like your, your dog doesn't even listen to me that's true <laughs> He's no respect for me. Yeah, he listens to no man. <laughs> no woman. <laughs> I'm not allowed in Finland. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, it does have that sort of like feel of like happening in a world where you don't need to make things make logical right. sense. Yeah. Like things don't need to fit together. Yeah, because like they that happens. That stuff plus the way it ends it it uh i actually yes. weirdly enough a friend of mine who i talk to re- relatively frequently mm. i asked her how her, how her evening was she's like oh it was good i watched rare exports last night oh, like, oh well, that's funny i watched the same thing yeah. and i asked her what she thought of it and she said i thought it felt like it was kind of it suddenly turned into a different movie at the end yeah and it kind of does run that way a bit where you've there's there's a moment where i thought the movie was over where yes. after they they trap the the naked men. Yes, <laughs> um, they kind of have this uh, hero shot with all of this, all of the the, the main characters, and yeah. then it just sort of like fades to black. Yes, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, right? They stopped the threat. They blew yeah. up Santa Monster. They trapped all the naked men. And they and the weird thing about it is they end with these lines. So the in earlier in the film, uh, the, these guys are are reindeer hunters, I suppose, or at yes. least they, they that is part of their life. Part of their livelihood yeah. is selling uh, reindeer uh, carcasses, uh, f- and so they they're trying to trap. And there's a, there's a series of dialogue where they're doing the math about how much money they would get from 350 reindeer or something mm-hmm. like that, and they all end up slaughtered. So their livelihood is gone. Blah 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 blah. They don't have any money. <laughs> Um, and at the end of the movie, they capture all of these elves or. Yes. Yeah, we'll just call them elves, elves for the sake yeah. of simplicity. And then like before it fades to black, they have this line where the, these lines where they do the math on how much uh, eight of 350 elves would be worth. Yeah. Like how, how, how many, how much would 350 mall Santas get I guess. you? I guess. Because then, so they fade to black and I was like, oh, that's a really weird way to end this i was that like are they gonna slaughter these yeah i don't know men and and pretend that it's reindeer meat and just be like no no no, it's fine yeah i have no idea i like i thought that was a really odd <laughs> way to end, it. end in cannibalism uh and then it fades back up and they've yep. created this like training system to turn these elves into santa clauses yes who they then ship out across the world yes they put a man in a box 
which as I said, mail him to Dubai or wherever. As I mentioned to my friend, this movie is the heartwarming story about a father and son starting a human trafficking ring. Yeah. (laughs) But like that, that end bit that pays off the name of the movie. I was just like this. So where, where are they sending them? Like what are the, what is the purpose? Are they, are they, are they mall Santas? Are they something else? It it was one of those things where I, I, it confused me, but then I was like, I don't know. Do I really need an answer? That's kind of a fun way to end a movie. But then I was like, well, I don't know because like, that's, that's not, I don't know what, story you're telling at that point i yeah. like i understand that this family you know the reindeers are dead so they don't have the money and then the, the the money is supplemented because they have this idea to start this human trafficking ring <laughs> or it's santa trafficking ring yeah but i don't understand what they're doing with it so i don't know if it's as clever as it seems am right. i over am i overthinking this well i, I don't know it's I, I think part of the problem is that it's also it feels very like we were saying like tonally feels very different like, I feel like the very beginning of this movie where you see sort of the mining company and, and, and what they're doing, and then the very end of this movie maybe kind of happen in the same world, mm-hmm. and then everything in between is like a different vibe, mm-hmm. where it's like, yes, these people who work really, really hard and have difficult lives and like are just trying their best to survive in a relatively hostile environment, and don't get to be around any women so they all have mullets like (laughs) can't roast a food can only bake gingerbread like it's just yeah it's a lot like i don't know it's 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 a weird way to end that movie and and yeah it feels like they ended it that way because that was the cool concept they kind of came up with right was like oh wouldn't it be awesome if at the end you know they it feels like to me the concept of this movie was so because one of the things it says is based on an original idea by Mm. the director and his brother um it feels a little bit to me like maybe that original concept was Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be crazy if all of the santas that you see were actually santas caught in the wild and then sent out and then it's like the long form exploration of that but you're not getting to that point until the last five seconds of the movie so i don't really know if it lands right and i almost feel like which is why i think it would be a great short yeah kind of i don't know whatever but but i think i think i think you could have done this movie in several different ways and maybe like committed to an idea or a direction harder Mm -hmm. and gotten more out of it in my opinion yeah um like, I keep thinking, like, all right, you're, you're in northern Finland, which I hope our, our Finnish listener corrects me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming that means that in the wintertime, your days are very short mm-hmm. and that you're having, a, there's a lot of darkness. Probably, so yeah. they live pretty far from any major towns. The weather is harsh. It's probably very cold and dark. You you could have done a lot more with just them out in the woods at night. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a lot scarier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they were hearing noises out around the house and it turned out to be the creepy elves. Yeah. um, Or eventually like what I wanted to happen was that for some reason they were forced to go down into the pit. Oh, sure. Like. Yeah. I feel like these are because I'm sure part of the thing with this movie was budget constraints. I don't imagine it was a very high budget movie. But like I feel like a bunch of that stuff you could do for pretty cheap. Mm. And I just kind of wanted it to lean in a little bit more into how harsh the environment was Mm. and how unknown these creatures were and a little less into like interpersonal squabbling and figuring out which of the trio of adults speaks English so he can say, yes, yes, we are men. Let's do business. Yes, which is, (laughs) I'm going to use that in all my (laughs) negotiations from now on. All my contract negotiations will start with that. Yes. You should have your husband do that. Oh my god, he would. Um, yeah, I could, I felt like you could see the budget a bit in this. Yeah. Um, Which there's nothing. I mean, there's, I, I, there's nothing. Yeah. Wrong. They actually, I mean, for what they do, like there's a lot of special effects shots at the end of this movie that look really good. Yeah. Like all of the helicopter stuff looks good. Yeah. All, oh the, yeah. The big monster. I mean, we never see the actual monster. That's but the, another thing I kind of wish. They I know. Had I was done. a little bummed that you don't get to see the monster. I would, I would prefer that they didn't get all the helicopter, the cool helicopter stuff in there and they spent all that money on like 
something of a monster. Yeah, you like, know? In, like in Black Friday when the, the giant chicken lady monster busts up through the top of the mall. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I just storyboarded that, no big deal. Hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I. but, you know, where you have all the money put into the special effects and stuff, I felt yeah. like you really felt it in the fact that there's like six people in this movie and like two sets yeah and like there, there's a, a big part of it is that the these elves are stealing the children from the town right which you find out is like a lot of children <laughs> but yes but you have no sense of how many people are are in the surrounding area where these guys live right because you're only ever on um pietari's and his father's like I don't know homestead. I want yeah. to call it. Yeah, um, there's them. There's the uh, the other the guy in the Santa suit and his son. Yes. Uh, and then there's the third guy who I can't remember if he has a kid or not. I don't think. I, I think the guy in the Santa suit does not have a kid. Oh, it's the other guy. I think a it's kid? the other guy who speaks English. Okay. I think Yuso is his son. I see. And, and aside from that, there's for people you see through most of the movie. There's yeah. in the town anyway. There's a cop. Yeah. And I think that might be it. Yeah, and then there's the mining company people. Yeah, who you see very briefly. Right. So, right. yeah, I, you don't get a great sense of of, of the world. But, but, you but know, again, I, I, I think that would be fine had there been even just one or two scenes of them just even just again like out in the woods kind of like, yeah. you know, you yeah. get like at the very beginning you get them out on the snowmobiles and and you know hunting the reindeer and then other than that it's just kind of them like well we're here now well now we're here now we're in a helicopter yeah like i was hoping there was going to be a scene where they had to be on the snowmobiles trying to outrun the monster oh sure and i was like that'll be cool yeah no you know i i it's i thought the stuff i i think there's a lot more fun stuff that they could have done yeah. that um they kind of leave on the table like they that you get a little bit of it like i i really liked the the elf guy kind of <laughs> coming back to life by smelling the gingerbread cookies yes yeah like yeah, i, I like thought that the was stuff funny that yeah. was like genuinely like it was clever this is gonna sound like an insult it was like clever in a dumb way and that's mm-hmm. why it was funny yes do you know what i mean like it played perfectly into the sort of like we're going to tie all these Christmas traditions together. Right. And it's like, yeah, of course they're obsessed with gingerbread and they can smell children when they're nearby. Yeah. Like, I think they could have done more with that stuff. I like, I I liked, I liked the whole sequence inside the, with the, the elf guy in the slaughterhouse. Yeah. And that stuff was really cool. Very creepy man. Great set too. That's that slaughterhouse set was really, really nice. Yeah. That was like when they have him, when they wrap him up and they chain him and they, they kind of string him up and he's just swinging there staring at them. I was like, that man's terrifying. Yeah. You could have done, it would have taken just a nudge in a couple spots to make him even scarier, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just feel like it never, yeah, like, I, I feel like this movie didn't really want to be a horror movie. It maybe kind of wanted to be more of like an action-y movie. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I like would. An, like an adventure movie? I don't know. I would, I, I, I think there's there's a, um it's worth talking about whether or not this would be a horror movie at all. Yeah, I mean whether, we don't we, we we usually do that at the end. Right, we'll, we'll get didn't we'll get to there. jump us over. Um yeah, I I uh yeah, I I think it was I think it's a, a good idea that leaves a lot on the table. Yeah. Um like even as far as the the the, the kid and his dad go, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like they didn't quite give me enough to really care about that stuff. It was getting it was getting close for me, yeah. and then it, everything sort of pivots once once the elf falls in the wolf pit. Yeah, because like you know, you get to the end of this, and you have the kid being the hero, and you know he's possibly going to sacrifice himself to, and he's saying to the guy flying the helicopter, "Tell my dad what I yeah. did." <laughs> like I, I was like, oh, this feels like it should be paying off some sort of larger emotional thing and i don't really feel like it is yeah i i I feel like i would have liked a scene where maybe like so so gonna take a step back and then get back into this um one thing i really loved were the child effigies yeah those are cool those things are awesome 
so I'm all for like the moments where they find a couple of those and it's mm-hmm. like, oh shit, that thing is scary. Um, I would have liked to see if maybe Pietari had kind of maybe snuck out while the adults were in, in the barn slaughterhouse shed thing mm-hmm. dealing with the elf to try and go find Yuso then, like gar- try and go find him then and like maybe goes to his house and sees him getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, maybe if there had been a moment where he saw his friend getting kidnapped and he hid, you know what I mean? Like he was too scared and oh, so he sure. hid yeah. and so he couldn't help him and he didn't save him. And then you'd have the ending scene and it could be like a redemption thing where it yeah. was like, I lied to my dad about going to the mountain and then I was too scared to help my friend. Yeah. Like I've been making these kind of cowardly choices throughout the movie and like now I'm ready to sort of like grow up and take responsibility and like do something about yeah it. like i feel like that would have been a little more of an arc yeah because he never like he never feels like he's what's the word he, it, it, he never feel like it having him go from being very immature to doing something more mature like that i yeah. feel like makes sense but he's not really positioned in a way where he's i mean he is immature other people treat him that way mm-hmm and I mean, maybe that's part of it, but like, I don't think he sees himself that way or feels that way because right. he's up there looking out the window. Ever that's the other thing. Why? Why is he afraid of Santa in the first place? Like, there, I don't get really any. I mean, he's read a lot of magic books about Santa, I guess. Well, even that paint that... him as a uh, scary figure. Yeah. Maybe finish Santa Claus in general is meant to be more of a Krampus type. But, but but so here's the thing. I, I, I kind of, I rewatched the the beginning of the movie tonight because I felt like I had sort of missed something in the exchanges between people early on. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I, I wasn't fully paying attention or I don't know. So I, I rewatched it. And when, when they come down from the mountain, he says to Yuso, do you think Santa's buried there Mm. you think santa's dead and he seems very upset about that and yuso is kind of like oh you baby you still believe in santa claus and then pietari says like oh wait they were lying to us and he goes no they were lying to you like (laughs) (laughs) so pretty much like that's the moment if i if i'm interpreting everything correctly like he believed in santa up until then and then Yuso is kind of telling him Santa's not real. Mm-hmm. And then he goes home and he looks through all his magic books about Santa. Oh. And that's when he goes from like, if you look at the little advent calendar he has, he's opened all the other doors on it. Right. And then when it gets to the 24th, he tries to like staple it shut. Right. Yeah. So it's like before that, he didn't seem scared. Yeah. So it's weird. It's a little bit yeah. hard, to, hard to track. I guess I guess the thing about the ending too is maybe it's just supposed to be him because he feels responsible for the reindeer getting killed and everything. But I mean, at that yeah. point, he knows that's not his fault. But well, I, I I think he feels responsible because they went up to the mountain and they had cut the hole in the fence. Right. Yeah. And that that's the way the elves got through. They were gonna get over that fence either way. I mean, yeah. I I agree, but kid logic. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't understand why at the beginning he thinks Santa might be dead at all. Yeah, that's. I wasn't tracking some of that that kind of uh, scene setting mythology stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, it's like overall, it's like yeah, I think it's. I think it's pretty fun. I think it like it's. Yeah. I think it's th- what we're talking about is if you can not really care about that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> then I think it works pretty well. No, if you're just in it for sort of like a fun and occasionally slightly creepy Christmas movie, mm-hmm. this definitely does the job. Yeah. And there and are th- some great moments in it. And I think the kid is pretty good. Oh yeah. You know, he's a he's a good uh a good character. Um and I do actually think the relationship with him and his dad is pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh and 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 uh pretty well drawn for as little as they give you. The dad especially, I feel like. Yeah. Like I feel I feel like they do a lot with him. You can figure out pretty quickly what type of person he is mm-hmm. from the way he treats his son. Like they don't need to have a lot of conversations where it's like, you know, you've been different since 
your wife died. Right, yeah. And he's just like, I just don't have it in me anymore. I only keep going for Pietari. Like, right. they don't need to do all of that. You can kind of see it in the fact that he's trying to, like, kind of do and be everything for this kid. But he also is sort of impatient with him at times. Which, yeah. Which makes sense. Because, like, kids are great, but kids can be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I really liked the scene, the gingerbread scene. Um, yeah. Because he is being annoyed, mm-hmm. but he goes out of his way to say that it's not Pietari's fault. Yes. You know, like he's just got to, and in a way that didn't feel fake to me. Like yeah. it felt like he was a dad just who is obviously dealing with a lot, mm-hmm. who is just trying to reassure his son that this is not your fault. Right. But I'm in a shitty mood. <laughs> And also, he seems like he's, he's not supposed to be the kind of man who's good at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he, he seems like he's not supposed to be very good at expressing his feelings. And that's where part of the tension kind of comes from between them. But also, I think, part of the believability. Yeah. Um, because there's never really a moment where he breaks character and is kind of like, I love you more than everything and I would do anything. Right. For, like, they don't need to do a big dramatic moment like that i think the way they do it at the very end is really effective Mm -hmm. where the kid closes his eyes and just kind of whispers like dad or whatever because he thinks he's about to be killed by all the naked old men Mm -hmm. and instead his dad comes and saves him Mm -hmm. and it's you know they don't need to have some big moment where it was like i'm sorry i did whatever and i'm sorry about this and your mother would be so proud of you it's just like no he's just there when his kid needs him he just yeah. does he does the good dad thing. Yeah. And I am glad that they don't get too sappy with that yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, I th- I think that's definitely a plus. And you know, if there were women in this movie, it just would have been oh. way too sappy. Oh, they just would have been crying oh, and like nail polish and ugh. Just talking about cooking the whole time. Just, just everyone would be like, I'll tell, tell you me though, how you feel. That roast would have come out perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Although the father does make apparently very good gingerbread cookies. I mean, so. those elves went nuts for it. Yeah. It was no, like crack to them. See? No need for women. Yeah. I'll, I'll just phase myself out. <laughs> it's been real, folks. Good, goodbye and good night. I'm going to replace you with a gun. <laughs> There's not much difference. <laughs> um, yeah. I. Uh, what, what did you think of the... Um, what did you think of the elves? The... the, the conceptualizing of the uh skinny weird long bearded quote-unquote elves i thought they were great yeah i was actually all for it if 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 you notice like most of my sort of like here's what i wish i had seen Mm. involves more of the elves being terrifying in the woods Mm -hmm. because i i thought that was actually really effective because the one thing that that the elves in the end of this movie did do is sort of in my opinion it really really makes you think (laughs) about how creepy it is that we in 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 America and and maybe other parts of the western world I'll admit I do not know um that the concept of like a mall santa mm. and all of that how creepy is that when you yeah. really think about it that you go and you put your small child on the lap of a strange man mm. and you let this strange man just sort of say whatever he wants to your kid yeah yeah i, I don't know it's like is it, is it really that much different than going to disney world and letting your kid talk to cinderella i mean it's got you can there's a little less booze on her breath probably but <laughs> i think it's different in that at least nowadays mm-hmm. shit like disney world is locked down true like they are highly regulated That's true. all of those characters come with like professional handlers yeah where if somebody says or does something, it's 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 just not going to happen. But, like, I remember even being a little kid and thinking that, like, mall Santas were creepy. Because mm. it was just like, I don't know this man. Why right. are you? Like, he's putting his arm around me. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think the elves, they they kind of, in my mind at least, sort of highlight that inherent creepiness and i do think they play into the sort of like you know there's just something frightening about 
a, a, a human figure that does not give you anything back. Sure. Like they oh, don't, yeah. they don't sure. emote, they don't talk, they don't make any sound. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty scary. Um, so I, I liked how they did that. I liked that they weren't like giggling and maniacal. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I liked that they were just sort of like silent and staring and then like sudden motion in attack. I thought yeah. that was well done. Do you think that this movie, this story, would have, and again, this is me just trying to reconcile the ending here. Hmm. Do you think this movie would have, the story would have made better sense if it took place in like 1902 or something? Where before the, the, before the prevalence of Santa's everywhere. So you get to the mm. end and then it's like, oh... This is the origin of why there are Santas everywhere is because these guys caught these Santas and made made a business out of them and yeah. started shipping them all over the world. Much that... more expensive movie because, you know, yeah. <laughs> although, I mean, what is a period I piece mean, in the Finnish I, wilderness look like? You but... wouldn't have even had to go back that far. I think you could have set this in 1972. Yeah. Yeah. And had a similar effect because, like, I don't actually know if the like this concept of sort of like rent a Santa was that big back then. Maybe, maybe well, it was. Yeah, but I was you thinking could make more of an argument for it. Yeah, I was thinking because they they directly reference the Coca Cola Santa, mm, which yeah. I think is the 30s. I think Coke started doing that. Okay. Is that true? We can find out. All right, I'm gonna look that up. It's <laughs> gonna say we can race on our devices. Um, I should know this because I did watch the foods that made America, and there was one that was all about Coca Cola. Nineteen <laughs> twenties, uh, 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 okay. Oh Coca-Cola wow! Coca Cola began its Christmas advertising in the twenties with shopping-related ads in magazines like the Saturday Evening Post. The first Santa ads used a strict-looking clause in the vein of Thomas Nast. In nineteen thirty, artist Fred Meisen painted a department store Santa in a crowd drinking a bottle of Coke. Hmm. So I guess that was that means that there were department store Santas as far back as the twenties or wow. the thirties. Yeah. All right. Um, but you know what I mean, though. Like it, I, I'm not sure what question. It feels like they're trying to answer a question with this movie, but I don't know what the question is. I don't... Yeah, I don't know if I feel the same way. I feel like answering a question is a strong claim. I, I just... <laughs> just I'm like speaking compl- purely by the ending. The, yeah. way, the way that things played out at the ending. I'm like, I'm just not totally sure... It f- right, it like feels if the question like was like, do you ever wonder where all those mall scientists right. came from? Yeah. Here's the answer. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But again, I, I, think I might was, be overthinking it. But I think you might be overthinking it a little bit. Yeah. I'm thinking it was probably just like, hey, isn't this a cool idea? We yeah, should do something Yeah, I think the that. thing that's bothering me about it is like, I think this movie is actually plotted really well. Like the, mm. the writing I think is pretty strong as far as like, you know, set up and, and payoff and stuff. Sure. Um, so when you get to this ending, I feel like this ending isn't as tight as the rest of it. Or at least it doesn't fit to the same puzzle yeah. as the rest of it does. Because, yeah. like, in theory, replacing the 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 uh, uh, money lost by the dead reindeer with human trafficking <laughs> makes sense yeah. as far as, like, a... You heard it here first, folks. Clay McCormick in favor of human trafficking. Only if it's because the reindeer are dead. Got it. As long as the reindeer are alive, no human trafficking. Okay. But once they're dead, everything goes. <laughs> Mad Max time. <laughs> yes. But you know what I mean? It's like they, like yeah. that makes sense. Like, okay, I, I can see what they're doing. That makes sense. You know, there's a problem they have at the beginning. This is how they solve it. Sure. But then like the way that they solve it is ultimately in that last scene is what's uh, like making me short circuit a little bit. Yeah. Um, not that it's not fun. Because, you know, it's it's a fun little tag at the end and, you know, and whatnot. But I don't know. It just, <laughs> there's a disconnect in that final scene for me that doesn't quite land. Yeah. No, I, I, I can see that. Because, like, we were saying, aside from the beginning of the movie, where it's sort of like, what is this mining company doing and what do they want with the Santa monster? Yeah. Everything else in this movie is pretty, you know, quotidian. Mm. Like, the characters kind of just want to do... Like, this is what we do every day. Like, 
dad's you know butchers pigs or quotidian of course being the quotidious the (laughs) most boring of the greek philosophers (laughs) actually i have no idea what that word means (laughs) really Quotidian is like like small and sort of just routine. Sure, and yeah, yeah it's 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 it is kind of like boring day to day stuff. I'm sorry, Quotidius, the most basic. Yes, of the of the Greek philosophers. <laughs> Greek philosophers, but yeah, we have we have like a lot of like home scenes. Sure, yeah, we have a lot of just kind of like puttering around the kitchen moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then to end it with like helicopter flying children in burlap sacks and, and explosions and then human trafficking it does kind of ramp it up real fast yeah like I, i'm i'm surprised like you know i think kind of what you were saying that they we were i think we were both kind of dancing around this is that mm. i'm surprised they don't do more santa business like they yeah. you know the kid is staring out i thought there was going to be a whole big deal with him falling asleep and his keys not falling in the thing to wake him up because it catches mm. on his sweater. So I thought we were going to get like, oh, the thing, the Santa creature is going to come up onto the house. Yeah. And there was going to be that bit where he's like, you know, looking around the house with the yeah. gun out, you know, whatever. I think that's kind of what, yeah, what I was asking for with like more of the, the, the elves in the woods yeah. stalking yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Please. Yes. Yeah. It was just like I wanted more interaction. And I think I wanted more for Pietari to do. You know, like he spends a good chunk of this movie kind of just following the adults around and then sitting in the house trying to call other children. Yeah. It like takes him off the board really suddenly where we start and end with him being like so important to the action that right. it's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But I laughed every time they had their, their friend be the English translator. Yes. Every every word that came out of his mouth was hilarious. Yes, when he when they're telling him they say when they have the elf hostage and they're kind of like and he he starts getting aggressive and they're like tell him to lay down like tell him to put like get down on the ground tell him to get down and then the subtitles it's all like very normal and like yes like tell him to get down on the ground and and stop and when he starts yelling in English he just yells down down boy yeah. down with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, we are men. Let's let's yeah, debate. Let's do business. Let's do business. <laughs> yeah. Um, did Did you like it overall? What, what do you What's your overall? Where do you come down on it? I mean, I thought it was cute. Yeah. You know, like I, I thought the concept was fun. I I wish I I think it's just missing too much for me. Yeah. I so I'm curious hmm. because this I think now that I'm thinking back to like when this movie came out. Hmm. I feel like this falls in the same category as the way people reacted to like Attack the Block, which is another one Interesting. that people are like, man, that movie is amazing. I love it. And then I've watched it twice and I didn't care for <laughs> I it. Know, I know. I remember you not liking it. And so I'm like, what? What is the. Like, it, yeah, I, I agree. It was cute. I think it was fairly clever. I think it was yeah. fun. Yeah. I think when you're in the season. Yeah. It's fun to watch. I think it's nice because there are um not quite as many women. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh yeah. There's, there's not quite as many uh Christmas action or horror movies, I sure. guess. So like I don't know, I'm probably wrong about that. I'm pro- there's probably just well, as I, many I, I else, think but. of of the ones on offer, this is actually a pretty good quality one. And I think you also because it is so different, like mm-hmm. it is such a unique concept, and it's not just Die Hard in a in a in a mall in December mm-hmm. or something. Um, not that you need to remake Die Hard to make it be more Christmassy, but um, so I think that is a big part of it, where it's just it's something new. Yeah. Like I could see this being something that people watch every Christmas just because it is novel. It's like, oh, that that hits a hits a vein that these other things don't. Yeah. I guess for me I just wish I wish they had Cuz this is only a not like a 90-ish minute movie. Yeah, it's short. It's, it's, it's pretty short. Yeah. I I wish they had used some of their time to flesh out a little bit more of like the rules around the elves because mm-hmm. there seems to be a set of rules. Do you know what I mean? Like when, right. when that guy was like, we need to put our weapons down and be quiet and smile because otherwise something bad's going to happen. And it's like, yeah. And even, even the kid knowing what to do at the end. Right. Has no explanation except that he 
read a bunch of books on Santa, which yeah, you know, and he which sort they of, never directly say that's why. No, and he's but he sort of comes to his dad at one point and is like, "You need to give me a smack." Right. He's like, because I've been naughty, I need a smack. And then if I tell you what I've done and you give me a smack, I won't be naughty anymore. And then I'll be safe, I guess, is the is the right. conclusion. But then I'm kind of like, does that mean that all the kids in this whole town are bad? Yeah, they all got their mothers killed. <laughs> Every single mother died in childbirth. And it's their fault. Oh, so much sadder movie now. <laughs> but no, I mean... It, I, I guess I just wanted more from this one. Yeah. Like, Another reason why, if they said it like in the early 1900s, all yeah. the women, they were just hysterical and they were shipped off to the the sanitarium. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd pretend to be hysterical to get shipped out of there too. <laughs> Please send me away, maybe somewhere where it's not dark all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I, mean, I cut you off with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, I guess, you know... <sighs> I didn't hate the movie. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say I disliked it, but like I don't think I would feel any strong pull to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, would I watch it again? Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be averse to it, but I don't know if I would seek it out. If it were on in the background at a Christmas party or something, yeah. I'd be like, ah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I recently had an interesting experience. I went to the movies. I saw The Menu. Oh, how was that? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I had an interesting experience because my feeling coming out of the movie was that was good, mm. but I didn't like it. Like I, I've, I, I've done that to you at least once. <clears throat> I feel like at least one of my wild probably got you in that way. Yeah, it was just like it was. I could watch it and I could recognize I'm like, okay, this is good. It's mm-hmm. well made. Mm-hmm. You know, Ray Fiennes always amazing. Yeah, it's very cleverly constructed, but just I just didn't like it. Yeah, you know, it was like I, I think, um, I think I've realized I don't like movies about food, huh? And like food culture. Interesting. I'm not sure why, but like, and I know this movie is supposed to be a satire of that stuff. Yeah. But even though it was a satire, was satire, I found myself going like, I fucking hate all these people, <laughs> and I don't care about. And like, I, I know this is funny, on some level, but I just don't care enough to, like, it's yeah. I. <laughs> So many times when I watch movies with with Caitlin, mm. um, her the ones that she doesn't like, I'll be like, "Oh, why didn't you like that?" And she go like, "Well, because you know, I I get it. You know, it's it was ninety minutes, but like I get the joke. It's fine. It's yeah. but that was there was ninety minutes of that, and I just yeah. don't care. And that's kind of how I felt about the menu. It was like I get it. I just don't really care. Yeah, I I can understand that, and I can understand the feeling of like sometimes. Sometimes you're watching a movie or a TV show and everyone in it sucks, but not enough for it to be like, you can enjoy how much they suck. Mm -hmm. It's more just like, oh, I hate these people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because like I I did, it is a movie where I I did, I I haven't really had this feeling that often Mm. where I was like, yeah, I understand. Like it's, it's, it's good. It's a well-made movie. I just didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, then, you didn't need two hours of it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I don't know if I would go that far with this one. Because I did like it. I did enjoy it. But I yeah. I, I do feel like it's a bit of a missed opportunity yes. to do some more fun stuff. Yeah. Which brings me to the last question is, is this even a horror movie? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of grappling with that myself because I feel like it has on paper all of the elements that you'd be like, yes, obviously, there's a creature that's been put in an ice block and buried in a mountain that when it is released wants to just like fucking murder everybody and it's some supernatural beast Mm -hmm. and they're creepy elf men that are stalking and stealing children and making weird effigies and leaving them in their place. Sounds like a horror movie. But then when you watch this, it's sort of like style-wise and tone-wise doesn't really match up to that. Yeah. So I, I feel like I have to say yes, just because it has enough trappings of the genre. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> I would probably uh, quote my favorite line from The Simpsons, which is uh, short answer, yes, with an if long answer, <laughs> no, with a but. That's a great line. And it's like, you know, I think it it's kind of straddling the line where it's, it does have horror elements in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's 
particularly scary. No, I don't think so either. I think it could be is the thing. Yes. But it's not. But right. it very easily yes. could be. Like, there's That's a lot my main of... complaint, if you want to boil boil down what I've been saying over the last 50-ish minutes to something much clearer and simpler, is that like this could have been scarier and I wish it had been. Yeah, cause th- like, especially because <laughs> so, you get such of... Uh, the feeling of it is very reminiscent of like The Thing. Yes. And yeah. You know, yeah, the, like a cold, barren landscape. Yeah, the isolation, A limited group of stuff, people. Something is... Yeah. <laughs> something is stalking them or attacking them or there's some unknown creature in their midst. Yeah. And I mean, maybe you you could probably make an argument that, oh, the fact that they don't do that is actually more novel, that they don't just turn it into a creature stalking people movie. Um, yeah. But I think the idea is big enough that you can still do some of that stuff and not have it feel one note. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would kind of say... Uh, what I what, what do you how do you feel about it? Its placement on the list. It's uh, it is number one eighteen. I'm gonna be honest. I wouldn't put it on the list. I don't think I put it on the list either. Yeah. Yeah. Top two hundred horror movies of all time. Yeah. That's still the name of this list, right? As far as I know. <laughs> I mean, in that case, I because think... I it better be because I'm not learning a new introduction. <laughs> I I mean, I think you could take, you know. 90% of the wild cards we've done mm-hmm. and I'd probably say like one of those one of our wild cards versus this I'd probably yeah. pick whichever wild card you threw me except maybe yeah. not the last one that I chose because yeah. I don't think that one's quite a horror movie yeah. but you know what I'm saying yeah I do yeah I think I would agree with that I don't think I would put it on the list yeah um, which is that's another thing there's shockingly few and maybe not that shocking because mm. you know Chris christmas i don't know but there there's shockingly few christmas movies on this list there's only this one um better watch out yeah and black christmas and even black christmas was like <laughs> struggling to stay on the list i was list. gonna say and it should be on the list it should be like in the top 25 agree but, definite um, agree and so i it, like i'm i'm kind of surprised krampus isn't on here because that was a, yeah. a pretty solid hit i think um is gremlins on the list uh, I don't think so. I feel like I searched it a while back no, and it wasn't. Gremlins yeah. is not. Gremlins would be a, a good one. Yeah. We're looking for a Christmas movie to put on this list. Um, Jack Frost about the oh yeah <laughs> the serial killing s- snowman. snowman. No, that's a terrible movie. <laughs> um, maybe there's just not that many good Christmas horror movies. I mean, that's definitely part of it. I I I just don't think. If we're talking strictly, because I, I always come back to like the very literal interpretation of what this list is called. Sure. Like if this is supposed to be the 200 best, however you want to define best, mm-hmm. horror movies of all time, even if we're talking, well, there has to be at least one Christmas horror movie on there. Either of the two we've done already in years past are much better than this. I mean, Black Christmas yeah. is amazing and Better Watch Out was like much more of a horror movie than this one. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to do it for yeah. rare are you, are exports. Are you ready for the Yule cat to come and get you? Yes. What is the Yule cat? It's a giant <laughs> cat, right? Yes. Is it, I don't think the Yule cat is in my book. Uh, Where's it, the Yule cat from? I don't remember, but the Yule cat is one that I think it comes uh, to town and if it encounters a child who did not get new clothes for Christmas, it eats them. Well, that's not on them. That's on the parents. Yeah. But the that's kid gets fair. eaten for it. Or what about the... Um, the Mary Louid. The Mary Louid? Yeah. She was a gymnast in the 80s, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. It is a uh it's when a, it's when some people take a horse skull. Oh. And yes. they kind of I know that one. create a whole puppet almost that they're that? underneath and operate and they will come and sing at your door and if you can't win in a karaoke sing-off <laughs> with them making up your own verses, then you have to let everyone who's running the Mary Louid come into your house and give them food and, and alcohol. That sounds like my kind of monster. I think right? That, that's Isn't a monster that, that I would make up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Just that... clay with a horse skull <clears throat> singing, oh, a, singing Billy Joel outside your door. The Mary Louid is in this book. Yay. Uh, there's some cool monsters in this book. The uh, 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 There's a, the Lucy, which is very oh. cool looking. Ooh! Like, uh, oh man! If I had any talent in the world, that would be my Halloween costume. It's a it's a creepy lady with a bunch of candles on her head. That and sounds a, like me, just a, with candles on my head. 
uh, with a, a chalice with two eyeballs in it, which is pretty fun. I'm holding mine right now. <laughs> uh, there's a little Santa guy called the Dead Marats. I'm not <laughs> sure where that guy's from. There's uh, the Mahaha. <laughs> What's the Mahaha? Uh, looks like it's Canadian. <laughs> is that it? Is it just wearing like like a a weird hat <clears throat> and a? No, it's pretty pretty freaky looking. It's like a ooh, it's like a Wendigo. Yeah, uh, no, no supernatural creature's name is so representative of the cry that it makes than the Mahaha, as it is suggestive of an evil or crazy laugh, and indeed that is the sound. That the creature utters. It is no doubt exceptionally chilling to hear such an echoing cry ring out as one crouches by the fire somewhere in the depths of a gloomy forest or in the cold of an arctic night. And when the Mahaha is on the prowl, knowing that it will kill someone by ripping him or her to pieces with its long and broken fingernails. Wow. And all the while, its insane laughter will echo in the victim's ears. I think I'm married to the Mahaha. <laughs> <laughs> Bell Snickle, that's a classic. Ooh, Yes. Uh, Baba Yaga, that's a good one. What a hero. Has there ever been a Baba Yaga movie? That feels like a slam dunk. I'm surprised they haven't done that. I feel like I remember hearing about something fairly recently, but I don't know. I don't remember. There's the Neon, which is a Chinese a Chinese monster. Oh. Uh, which is kind of like a big dog with horns. Cool. It's pretty fun. Anyway, I could yeah. we could just I could go down and just read you stories from this book the whole time. But <laughs> that's what we're gonna do when we sign off. Yeah. I'm just gonna be like, read me a story, Clay. Ooh, the Kukeri, that's fun. Ooh. <laughs> Clay is just reading his book now. I am, yeah. Quiet. You guys are still here. Quiet air. <laughs> like, oh sorry. Um <laughs> speaking of the end of the year, I think this is this is most likely gonna be our last show for the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Shit. So we can take off some time for Christmas and whatnot. Uh, but while you are waiting for us to come back, I recommend heading over to patreon.com slash the Penske file, join the Patreon, where you can catch up, if you haven't already, with our coverage of Stephen King's second string, which will mm. be rounding out in December with Stephen King's It from 1990. Yes. As well as. Um, taking a uh, little bit of a look back on the movies we have watched Mm -hmm. and talking about what we're going to be doing next year, which is covering some movies off the Video Nasties list. Oh, boy. Of banned films in England from the 80s. Um, So this is is the end of our second year. Is that true? No, third year. I was going to say I'm pretty sure it's third. Third year, because we've done... (laughs) We started... What year is this? 2022? Yeah, we started during... The pandemic, right? Yes. Or just we, before we it started? We started just before. We only did a couple <clears throat> together in person, and then we had to do them remotely from our houses. It must have been in January, right? No, because we've done... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. We only started doing Patreon last year. Yeah. So Yeah, it's yeah, only okay. been two two years of Patreon coverage, right. but okay. we, did, we did a year of the standard show first. Yeah. Wow. Three years. Yeah. Time is a mystery to man. For yeah, three years and we haven't even done a hundred movies yet. We're we, going to be doing this until we die. Yeah, listen, I'm on. <laughs> I'm on my third Star Trek series. And all of those. No, I'm sorry, fourth Star Trek series. <laughs> and all of those series have seven seasons, and all of those seasons are like twenty five episodes long. <laughs> You're so, never going to get away from podcasting. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. If I die on mic, I hope they still publish the episode. <laughs> you want to write that down? Unless I say something really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've hit the randomizer button. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. And we will be starting our fourth year with Jesus. number 47. Hmm. Which, if if you had to pick what number forty seven on the two hundred greatest films of all time list without looking at my computer screen, what would you guess it would be? Because I don't think you're going to guess it. Mm. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying it's surprising. I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to think like what in the vein of like Hereditary we haven't done yet. Mm. What is like Midsummer? Have we done Midsummer yet? We have not. Is it, is it something like that? No. Oh. It is Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I ha- I feel like I watched that, and it's been a while, so I'm interested to revisit and see if it deserves to be 
Number, what did you say, 47? 47. Yeah. It's huh. good. Like, I saw it in the theater. It was, it was really good. I don't know if it's 47 good. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll find out. I'm still just waiting for us to hit uh, A Tale of Two Sisters. It's it's just the one I'm... That's Dickens, right? <laughs> no, it was his cousin. His, his cousin oh, from okay. South Korea. Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Yeah. Drag Me to Hell. Anyway, yes. Drag Me to Hell will be kicking off it's our... It's the theme for 2023. Yes. Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell, please. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you for uh, supporting us for... F- going on four years now wow Uh, thank you Amanda thank you Clay happy holidays happy new year we will see you in 2023 happy new year everybody